This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Afternoon. It's Tuesday, the two Tuesday of the week here the, on the Colleen and Bradley show. The tootiest Tuesday that ever tooted. I'm Bradley Trainer, tooting out of my mouth for the next three hours, along with Holly Roberts and Brian behind the board. Colleen will be back with us next week. And while you are just sitting around in your PJs waiting for the New Year to ring itself in, because you'll probably be asleep anyway, on top of a box of cold delivery pizza. We've got plenty of stories to keep you entertained, enthused, or at least conscious as uh, best as we can. And we're going to start things off today, Holly. <laughs> Thank you. We're going to start things off today with none other than 10-time Grammy winner. Actually, I don't know how many Grammys she won. A lot of Grammy winners. Has she won a lot of Grammys? I don't know. I don't know either. Mm. Britney Spears. Britney Jean Spears is the topic of our first segment today, as she is regularly, because Holly has learned that Britney has told her family to bleep off this holiday season. Seems appropriate. A lot of people are in this place right about now. They're like, I don't ever want to look at my family again, at least until next year. Holly, why is Britney Spears telling her family to bleep off? Well, can we get the Cobra gang together, Bradley? Yes, yes. Brian, hit that beautiful bean footage. Whenever there's trouble, we'll sell the double. We're the Cobra gang. If you've got the crime, we've got the time. We're the Cobra gang. She's toxic, but not. No. In turn, her family this time that is toxic. Why so, Halls? Oh, so Britney Spears, 17 hours ago over on her Instagram account, dropped a new uh, a post all about praying and all about telling her family to bleep off. Okay, so prayer and profanities, courtesy of Britney Spears. What did she actually say? Are you able to read this uh, in a concise manner? Or is this a, like, what kind of a post are we dealing with here? This is a very Faulkner-esque stream of consciousness oh. post from Britney Spears. Do you want to try a little bit of that? Uh, sure, why not? Okay, go for it. All right. So, well, there's a lot of profanities. Oh, there's a lot okay. of things that I can't say. Okay. Uh, but let's paraphrase this. Sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure my buttons work. They yeah, do. they do. Thank Hi. you. Hi. It's Tuesday. <laughs> You want to hit that one again? Well, uh, here, I'll give you one of these. Thank you. What's Brittany saying? Well, Brittany is telling her family to bleep off. So she chose yesterday to give us this long diatribe about the state of her mental health, the state of her family, and why she's been creatively stifled by those that she considered close to her. I will say this is, you know, it's interesting that in 2021, that. The surest way to get inside the mind of the actual Britney Spears as not mediated by 
tabloids, paparazzi, publicists, etc., is to just read her Instagram. So I know we complain about social media regularly, but at least we are getting a bird's eye view inside of the mind of Britney Spears in a way we wouldn't normally, even if it does require a certain amount of contemplation slash translation and uh, punctuation correction. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, we're not going by uh, AP style writing no. here. No. But what Britney has to say she she prefaces is all prefaces she prefaces is all oh. it's okay yeah it's, i know it's tuesday basically she stopped believing in god a couple of years ago because she was in a really dark place and it was because of her family that she was in this dark place and she said that i wanted to be nice but what they did her family to her heart was unforgivable and Brittany in this post is giving us insight into what was happening to her during her conservatorship, specifically regarding her art, the way that she was performing. So Britney Spears says this. I asked for 13 years to perform new songs and remixes of my old songs. I had two months off in between each show setting for four years in Vegas. And every time I asked, I was told no. It was a setup to make me fail, yet I knew exactly what I wanted my fans to see, and it didn't make sense how network television shows are showcasing my music with remixes of all my music, yet the person who owns the music is told no, that being her. Here's where she starts digging at her family. They even gave remixes to my sister, Mm. but why was I always told no? Yeah. We've heard about that beef before. Yeah. Jamie Lynn Spears. Exactly. And remember, Jamie Lynn Spears is coming out with her own book that's coming out in January. Which she, cribbed a, lo- uh, you know, a song title from her sister's yeah, body of work. Exactly. So Britney Spears goes on to say in this post, she said, the reason, one of the reasons that she's not recording and she's not performing, she's said people have no idea the awful things that were done to me personally. And after what I've been through, I'm scared of people and the business they really hurt me not doing my music anymore is my way of saying bleep you in a sense when it only actually benefits my family by ignoring my real work again i find this to be incredibly interesting because what it tells me is that britney spears is completely uh in a place of anger and i think this is like you know how that we have that like weird fake i shouldn't say fake but there's a whole podcast about the origins of the like uh, 12 steps of grief or whatever it is. How many steps? Uh, multiple. Multiple steps of grief and how you really should just listen to that podcast and form your own opinions. But anyway, this is like some arbitrary stage of grief, I feel like. Or in this case, I wouldn't call it grief so much as self-actualization. Like she's in a place where she's seeing things and able to talk about them, verbalize them in a way she hasn't before. Right. Britney Spears has a chance to get out these emotions and they sound very juvenile and immature in the sense that it's sort of diarrhea of the mouth um, on Instagram. So that seems like, why would you just go to Instagram and write all these words? Why don't you talk to your therapist or something? But like, I wouldn't be concerned with that as much as it just tells me that that she's in this place of actualizing all of the stuff that's been gone. I almost said a bad word. Hope you have your finger on that button, Brian. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) You know, she's been dealing with a lot of crap and, and it's coming out and it's just going to come out of her in ways that are very sort of like primary, you know, colors like rage, 
anger, happiness. Like you're just going to see these like raw emotions. And that's what that sounds like. She has still so much rage towards her family, which, you know, to us seems like, well, girl, you know, I mean, this is a, it's understandable. Yeah. It really is understandable. And I hope that she's able to move on from it at a certain point and that people don't take advantage of her publicly, you know, sharing these raw emotions. Cause I think that a lot of people will, but ourselves included, cause we're doing a whole segment on it, but it does provide a lesson for, um, I don't know the casual observer of how much trauma she really has been through. And in this message, in this Instagram post that Britney Spears put up yesterday, there is a level of self-awareness about putting these raw emotions out mm, there for okay. the public to consume. Because she goes on to say in the last slide that, you know, to the outside world, it must seem like I'm extremely insecure. And she goes on to say, if people really knew what I went through, I think they would understand completely where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. And Britney Spears goes on to say, it's a shame, though, that people don't like the truth. And Bradley, to your point, if people saying like, well, girl, why don't you just go and talk to somebody? But she said, I'd get more respect doing a spread for Playboy than I would writing a book. So that speaks to a level of self-awareness on how she's processing these things and what people expect of her and what people want from her. And she's working through that. Also, you know, the institutions that we might rely on in a moment of crisis because we have faith in them to actually help us. She doesn't have that. No, because if you'll remember like the doctors, the lawyers, the officials, the like bits and pieces of the institutions that she was intersecting with that you and I and the rest of the world, not really, but a a number of us can rely on. She couldn't because they were controlled by the conservatorship. The conservatorship. So she doesn't trust, I imagine, psychologists and psychiatrists. She doesn't trust therapists. She doesn't trust attorneys as much as you and I would in a similar situation because those institutions were not used against us in a way that they were used against her. So again, there's this weird magic moment that she is like speaking directly to the room, you know, directly to the camera in a way that, um, Seems awkwardly unhealthy, but is probably the healthiest thing that she's been able to do. Weirdly, right? Does that paradox make sense? Yeah, it's Britney Spears is breaking her own fourth wall. Yeah. And she's talking to us. And because she, you know, she has probably a lot of mistrust in those institutions, Bradley, in a way that we may or may not. And she's aware of all of this. There's a self-awareness in these writings, these stream of consciousness writings for Britney Spears and her social media that gives optimism to the fact that Britney Spears could be on the right path and a healthy path for her. She said, again, I'm sorry if I sound ignorant. I'm extremely insecure and I probably care too much. So that's all I've got. Which sounds incredibly healthy. Yes. I'm insecure. And sorry, but I actually care. And I'm a human being who has emotions and I'm complex. Spoiler alert. I'm not just a performer who prances around stage in Las Vegas five times a week. Yeah. And then also contrast that with like the statements coming out of, you know, her father's camp. Like, I just love my daughter. Daddy mm. loves her daughter. Oh, my daddy loves <laughs> her. Oh. And you're like, well, I don't, I don't know that you do. I don't know. And then, I, and then I don't maybe have the same level of awareness your daughter does. Yeah. And then I also have my one eye on Sam Asghari, who kind of parrots those kind of patronizing sound bites. I'm just know. looking out for my lioness. Spears, Britney Jean Spears is a paradox. She is a. Um, combo platter of opposition 
like there are just so many things going in different directions. It's hard to understand which which end is up. But what I do know is that it's an opportunity for us to learn something about our own lives, which is so weird that we do that on this show, because normally we just fart into microphones for three hours every day, which is what we're going to continue to do when we return. Holly Roberts has all the latest from Hollywood right here on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. And here with all the latest, it's Holly Roberts, and she's got dirt, and it's alerty. Yes. So what what dirt are you alerting us to this hour? Betty White's going to turn 100 years old on January 17th. Yay. Also, I do love that we're celebrating early. I feel like maybe we should just wait till the 17th, but tell me why we're... Talking about her today. Because she's the latest cover woman of People magazine. Oh, appropriate. Yes. And so they've got an exclusive interview with Betty White just before her 100th birthday. She's this week's cover story. And she's talking to people about how she feels about turning 100 years old. And what does that... uh luscious lady of Hollywood have to tell us? Well, she said, I'm so lucky to be in such good health and feel so good at this age. It's amazing. Now, according to Betty White, the key to living to 100 has been her upbeat nature. She said, I got it from my mom and that's never changed. I always find the positive and Betty White being the jokester that she is. She said, I try to avoid anything green. I think it's working. Because remember, she's a lady who likes hot dogs and vodka. Yeah. Yeah, of oh, course. Yeah, I didn't. I don't remember that though. Well, at one point, hot somebody. Dogs and vodka. Yeah, somebody was, asked they were her. like, "What's your key to longevity?" <laughs> yeah, and it's hot dogs and vodka. Mm-hmm. What a what combo, I, right? Uh, I mean, also a chapter in my autobiography from my early twenties. Mm, hot, hot dogs and vodka. And vodka. <laughs> the Bradley Trainer story. Bradley Trainer story, also <laughs> premiering on Lifetime. This holiday season. Oh, I can't wait to the watch them Christmas movies. Well, Betty White keeps it quiet in Los Angeles. She plays. Where, I want to know where she lives. Do we know where she lives? I have no idea where she lives. I'm making a wild guess about where Betty White lives in L.A. Something tells me she probably lives in a nice Rambler in Brentwood, maybe West Los Angeles. Nice trees and a back porch, but she plays crossword puzzles wherever she lives, card games. She likes to watch animal documentaries, Jeopardy, sports, particularly golf. And she uh, is a longtime supporter of the Wildlife Learning Center, the Monterey Bay Aquarium, and actors and others for animals. Well, I was going to say, you knew animals were going to be a part of the equation because she has been a champion and an advocate for... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Al. Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
for animal kind uh, for a good chunk of her life. Yes. And I got to say, Betty White looks like a million bucks when you look at the cover of this People magazine issue. So it's nice to know that she's having a good time, alive and kicking and also enjoying herself. She's in there. She's in there. say, you know, because the only other person that I equate this experience to somebody that we loved and adored for many, many years. And then who kind of, cause I mean, she's not doing, you know, sitcoms or anything like that. Right. She's not an active participant in Hollywood any longer, but um, I just kind of think of her like Doris day. Like she's out there somewhere quietly enjoying, uh, you know, her time and not obligated to do that much of anything. And I hope that there are good people around her. Cause you don't hear about the people that are with her day in and day out. And I'd be curious cause you know, she, I think I think her husband had children, but she never had children of her own. Mm-hmm. And what was her husband's name again? Alan Ludden. Alan Ludden. Wonderful host of Password, I think. Her $20,000 pyramid. Anyway, Alan Ludden was like a game show host, but I think also producer, maybe? Yeah, he was a Hollywood guy about town. Yeah, anyway, I think he had children that he brought to the marriage. Um, but I don't think she ever had children. My point was, I don't know who the support system around her is, but I would imagine, you know, based on what we do know, that it's a good support system, that she's got good people in her life to keep her uh, kicking and stretching. Yeah, and you would think so. Alan Ludden passed away in 1981. So it's been yeah. 40 oh, years yeah. since she's had a spouse. I mean, who knows? She might be on Tinder swiping right. Well, I wonder if she's <laughs> got like a secret love. I mean, she's just kind of a private person that way, right? Yeah. It's kind of refreshing. I mean, in the world 81 of is before. So she lost Alan Ludden, the love of her life, allegedly, supposedly, at least as far as she tells it, before she, you know, or right as she was making it big on, well, no, Golden Girls was what, 84? Well, you should know. Right? Yeah, I think 1984 was the first year. Yeah. Anyway, so before she, you know, made her comeback with Golden Girls. Right. And who did she share all that joy with? Throughout her life, the other animals. than friends and family and animals, yeah. Okay, oh, Betty right. White's doing so doing many all questions right. I have for her. Oh well, why don't you just go over to her house and knock on the door? I know that that's why I want to know where she lives. Located yeah. in Carmel, California. Oh, okay. oh, she's in Carmel, just like or a Carmel, yeah. Doris Day. Maybe they were neighbors. (laughs) Well, it does say she lives in Los Angeles, so... Yep. Yeah. I don't know. She's in California, USA somewhere, Bradley. So find Betty White, go play gin rummy with her, and have a hot dog and a little vodka. I do want... like I For me, an alternative career path would be being a companion uh, assistant person to you know, aging Hollywood celebrities that everyone else has like, I mean, Betty White is unique, right? Everybody knows Betty White because she achieved this sort of like pop culture phenomenon status in a way that most uh, aging celebrities in Hollywood don't. And uh, I would just like to hire my services out or offer my services up to those people who are not getting as much, you know, attention. Because well, I just want to sit and listen to them tell me stories, basically. It's self-serving. Yeah, you'll, go to, Ralph, you'll go to Ralph's for them and pick up their groceries yes, in exchange for I'll being... I'll empty the litter box. <laughs> I'll clean the almond rocas out of the litter box for their six cats. Please. As they, if in return, while we're eating chicken salad sandwiches on the lanai, they tell me the stories about Bob Hope having orgies, you know, poolside. He didn't really do that anyway. Yeah, that was Bing Crosby. No, yeah, maybe. Probably. I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that's the fun thing about being in Los Angeles is that 
There's a lot of people who had fame at different points in time who are still around the neighborhood. Yeah. And so Mel Brett, Brooks. Mel Brooks. I just yes. listened to an interview with 90-something-year-old Mel Brooks, who's got, I mean, just think about the world living inside his head anyway. He has a new autobiography out. That's probably why I heard an interview. Oh, but nice. That is held up by the supply chain. I have you know because I tried to order it and it's not oh. going to be available until February. Is there an audio version of that book? Well, I wanted to give it as a gift. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Anyways, anyway. go read Mel Brooks's autobiography. There's also a documentary, and I don't know where it is. It might be on HBO with Mel Brooks, and this was before Carl Reiner passed away. I watched this documentary and highly recommend it. And they would go to the deli at Whole Foods, oh. pick out their little dinners, and then eat together on TV trays in the living room. How cute. Just so wonderful. Yeah, yeah, very wonderful. So Betty White kicking and stretching, almost 100 years old. Brian, hey. did you? Sorry. I oh, no, go ahead. One We've, bit mm-hmm. of uh, information for Brian. Did you know she was actually born before sliced bread? <laughs> really? Literally sliced bread was invented after Betty White was born. What year was that? 1920-something. Well, 1922, because she's turning 100. But I don't know when the sliced bread specifically came on the market. mm, But After that. Well, think about that. We have these treasures of Hollywood. Betty White. Think about Norman Lear. Norman Lear got his... Still alive! Still alive, (laughs) alive. still producing TV, working. He got his start writing jokes for Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis on the Colgate Comedy Hour. television. Holly, I'm sorry. I totally bogarted this dirt alert for Betty White purposes, but thank you. And dear listeners, when we return, Holly's going to attempt to give us some blind items when we return right here on My Talk 1071. Welcome back, and thank you, Brian, for that update to the Colleen and Bradley show. I'm the Bradley. That's the Holly. That's the Brian. And we've got a special guest because we're doing blind items. Let's do it. Grant, how you doing? Hey. Blind items. Oh, here we go. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, yes. We'll get there. We'll get there. We got so excited introducing the room that there was no time for the segment intro. <laughs> All right, fellas, let's solve these celebrity gossip mysteries like this first one. No one wants to say the quiet part out loud. That this A minus list mostly movie actress has slept with this foreign born A minus list mostly movie actor. And his A minus list actress wife, which makes everything really much more awkward. Ooh, a little trifecta. But was it at the same time or separately? I think that it was a group experience. Okay, so uh, groupies <laughs> in Hollywood. A minus actress and actor, correct? With the. M- what was the third person involved? Third They're party? all A minus. Okay. So hmm. we've got two actresses to think about, and yeah. we also have to think about. One foreign-born A-list mostly movie actor. So I suppose let's start with the A-list mostly movie actress. This is the one that uh, slept with the couple? Yes. Okay, so, and it would be awkward. Why is it awkward? Just because it's Because awkward? it's awkward, and also this person is dealing with legal issues oh. currently. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so I think I know who this is. You got an idea, huh? Yeah. Only because we just read a story about this yesterday, maybe? Okay. Yeah, we read about this yesterday, and it would be awkward because the celebrity couple might have to give testimony in a lawsuit. Oh. How about a name? Give me, give me like, a movie, maybe. That Think t- about a guy, but this couple's no longer together. No, they're still together. Oh, wait a minute, then. It's not what I'm thinking. I think one person is correct, Bradley, that you're thinking about, but the couple we have to figure out. Okay, why don't we figure out the first? Who's the first, Bradley? 
Okay, well, I, oh, let me just tell you what I was thinking. I was thinking this was like a Johnny Depp Amber Heard. Well, an Amber Heard, ding. She's oh, the actress. She's, I, okay, she's okay. the third party. I remember this story, I think. Yes. I think, okay. Somebody has to testify. Was it Leo? No, no, not Leo. Who no, it? not Leo. It's a well, girl. It's a girl, right? Uh, yes, a woman may have to give some testimony in this defamation lawsuit. So the thing that tripped me up is yesterday we talked about a gentleman who was rumored to have an, had an affair with Amber Heard, who will likely have to I'm testify, and that's uh, James Franco. Yes. But we need a woman. And it's not James Franco, so buzz for you. Okay. These people are still together. They are married, and that's why it would be awkward, because it would be revealed that this married acting couple was having uh, a little three-way with Amber Heard. Got it. Hmm. I'm going to give you a hint. Okay. Please, All right. The first hint is the A minus list actress has won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress. She was also a teen actress. Mm. You would know her mm. from even back in the 80s. Star of a popular fantasy film. A popular fantasy film. Lord of the Rings? No. 80s. 80s. Oh, 80s. 80s. 80s fantasy. Labyrinth? No. Yeah. Are we we talking about the main girl from Labyrinth? Yeah. What? And I don't know her name, though. I'm sorry. Started to cross him. David Bowie. Do you know who she's married to? She's also in Snowpiercer right now. That is another show she's in. The TV show version? The TV show version of Snowpiercer. I don't know her name. I'm sorry. It's good. I like it. Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. Oh, okay. I would not have gotten there. So who's Jennifer Connelly married to? She's married to a gentleman named Paul Bettany. Okay, so Jennifer Connelly and Paul Bettany had uh, an experience (laughs) with Amber Heard. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and Johnny Depp wants Paul Bettany and Amber Heard to testify in his lawsuit. Jennifer Connelly. Well, Jennifer Connelly, yes, in this lawsuit against the Washington Post, this defamation lawsuit for $50 million. That'll be awkward. Now it'll get a little awkward. So can we just talk really quickly about this? I think this trial is going to sort of, you know, open up a a number of skeletons in closets. Because remember, James Franco is also getting hauled Mm -hmm. before. Like this, this is why you never want to get sued for defamation. Because when that when you accuse somebody of that, they can open all sorts of little nooks and crannies. Get a bunch of subpoenas going and yeah. get everybody involved. And uh, there apparently were a lot of subpoenas going. If you know. Hey, oh. <laughs> just a couple. Hey-o. All right, good one, Holly. That got was another a good one, one. There? Yeah, got another one. Now there are a lot of words in this next celebrity gossip mystery. However, yeah, no, think carefully. All right, think carefully while I read you the following, which has been confirmed. So, NT Lawyer asks, let me get this straight, Mr. A-list stand-up comic man who is all about being a family man. The birthday was November 24th, which takes us back to a conception date of March 2nd, which is about four days after you got out of rehab. And two and a half months prior to the date, which was in May, you told the world that you started dating the A-list actress. March is also a solid month prior to filing for divorce. So instead of whatever explanation you tossed out to the world before, it sounds like it went something like this. When you got out of rehab, you hooked up with the actress after communicating with her all through rehab. She gets pregnant and you find out and then realize you have to file for divorce. 
I think I know who this is. Oh, yeah. It's... You're shaking your head, Grant, so yeah, you it's... must as well. I know who it is, yeah. All right. Who is it? John Mulaney? Yeah. Yeah, yeah ding. Yeah, we go. And Olivia Munn? Ding. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then who who did he ever uh, remove himself from the relationship of? Um, she's an artist. And but I don't. We, but I don't, we don't know her. Well, she's not okay. like a, a household name. By but we've been talking about this, this, uh, these rumors for a while now. Yeah. In the so what NT lawyer is saying, and I'm going to paraphrase this, is essentially John Mulaney fudging the timeline of his relationship <laughs> with Olivia Munn. He's doing the math and is saying NT lawyer is saying that John Mulaney got out of rehab, hooked up with Olivia Munn, who he had been communicating with all through rehab. Then, oops, she gets pregnant. Then you're like, oh, okay, well, now I'm going to file for divorce. Now I got a divorce and a married. Are they married? No. Are they, are they engaged? Uh, no, I don't okay. think so. No. They're just no. having babies. Yeah. They're That's having... the Hollywood way. You always do the marriage after the kids. See how it works? Yeah. Okay. Mm, Hollywood math. You got another one? Yeah. All right, let's <laughs> Speaking of Hollywood. I would fail even Hollywood math. <laughs> Me too. Uh, speaking of Hollywood math, we got another another uh, celebrity gossip mystery that kind of has math involved. All so, right. Mm. In a few months, now this was first published September 3rd of this year, now being confirmed yesterday. Okay. In a few months, a much anticipated film will be released. It was never supposed to have been made. This highly successful film series was written to end after the previous installment. The new installment has a massive budget. The script will disappoint fans, and it will be a critical and financial disaster. These are movies? I feel like I should know this. It is a movie. A movie. But Mm -hmm. that has not come out. It has since come out since the blind item was published. Oh, 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 yes. Okay, well. Okay. Okay, it just came out, and it's disappointing. Mm -hmm. I think we know what this is. Oh, yeah, easy. This is the 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 Matrix, right? Ding, ding, ding. Is that what you're thinking, Brian? Yep. Yeah. 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 The Matrix Resurrections. That was bad. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't very good. <sighs> so it wasn't even supposed to be made, but apparently it had a really big budget and it's not going to make its money back. That's a bummer. Have Has anyone in the room seen it? No. You watched part of it. I watched part. You watched part of it, right? I, did. I finished it. Oh, wow. I watched and? about 20 minutes. It's not. Was it that bad? It's just not my cup of tea, but yeah, I saw the movie already, Bradley. That's exactly what when she said that. The it's last called time The Matrix. Got, oh, <laughs> so literally, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. it literally it was, was just the same, the same movie. Yeah. It was the same movie, and it doesn't help when you put yourself out against uh, the biggest Marvel movie of all time. I know it's not the same weekend, but you're going to try to compete over the holidays against Spider Man right now. You should not have released that movie this yeah. week. That's the biggest blunder of all. The movie could have done a little bit better if it wasn't going up against... I mean, like, they're taking screens away for Spider-Man. So yeah. how are you going to even compete against that? <sighs> That's a bummer because I really did... I enjoyed The Matrix the first time around. But it does kind of have that... Uh, I don't want to say, like, M. Night Shyamalan experience where, like, the beauty in the watching of The Matrix was the first experience. Ever. Oh, yeah. The, the, the cinematography right? was amazing. And it's got to be hard to sort of recreate that again without doing the very same thing. Not just a problem of The Matrix. I mean, even Star Wars movies are plagued with that sort of problem because it's like hard to recreate magic in a bottle right like the first time you saw the matrix you were like whoa when those bullets were flying by neo's face and he was bending over and they were doing that slow motion i mean that was at the time i couldn't believe the cinematography going on but now that's like what 20 years old yeah so Mm -hmm. that's a bummer we got time for one more yeah let's do it okay (laughs) (laughs) all right
right, uh, Bradley Grant, you guys are doing a great job solving these celebrity gossip mysteries this afternoon. Let's do one more. Here we go. That very lengthy newspaper article about the former manager of the singer, in quotation marks, didn't have much that you already didn't know, but did hint that they were going where they were going next. They're going to go after the reality family and how they have profited off the singer, in quotation marks. Okay, why am I missing that part? So the first part makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that is? I thought it'd be Brittany and her manager, right? Yep, a uh, former manager, Louis, Lou Taylor, Louise yeah. Taylor. Ding. But the reality family. What am I forgetting? Kardashians. <laughs> Ding. Remember. But what was in the article about the Kardashians? Well, Kris Jenner has worked with Lou Taylor in oh, the past. Yes. So we're saying the New York Times is headed towards uh, a, a closer look at the Kardashians. Yes, that's what Ooh, this blind item is suggesting. <laughs> and also, also suggesting in this blind item, NT Lawyer is, is that the New York Times is going to investigate how the Kardashians and Jenners actually profited off of Britney Spears while Ooh. she was in the conservatorship. Oh, Now, not only the Spears family, but you got the Kardashian family. Yeah, and you know, this is an obvious one. Like, I, I was tripping up because I, I honestly couldn't remember anything specifically in that New York Times piece about it, but we have talked about this potential in the past, the overlap between Kris Jenner and or the proximity between Kris Jenner and uh, Lou Taylor and... Oh, yeah, obviously. Okay, so, because Lou Taylor represents some of the Kardashians, right? Yeah, so Lou Taylor has served as an agent for service of process, this is according to BuzzFeed News, for multiple Kardashian-Jenner businesses. So the Kardashian and Jenners are in business, literally, or they have been in the past with Lou Taylor. Yeah, and also this like weird overlap between um, uh, mega churches slash business interests. There is very much a crossover in Lou Taylor, like Lou Taylor's husband's church and her financial interests overlap in a way that's uncomfortable and should be looked at. (laughs) But the same is also true of, of the Kardashians and Kris Jenner in particular, which also connects to remember places like Hillsong, which is Justin Bieber. And there's been a lot of other sort of financial shenanigans so there's a lot of connecting sexual of the shenanigans yes well, yeah well and here before we leave just uh giving you some little nuggets of information this is according to buzzfeed news they got obtained documents filed with the california secretary of state that say that lou taylor has served as an agent for service of process that means a person designated to receive legal correspondence on behalf of a business for various kardashian jenner entities over the last two years including but not limited to Kim's KKW Fragrance, Kylie's King Kylie, Kris Jenner's Kardashian-Jenner Family Foundation Incorporated, Kendall Jenner's Self-Title Incorporation, and even Travis Scott's Cactus Jack Enterprises. Yeah. So this story goes very deep. deep. Yeah. Real deep. That Calabasas, man. Uh, uh Anybody living in Calabasas at one point? You just let us know. All right. Thank you, Holly. That was some uh, delightful deep diving. Grant, hey, you did wonderful work. Thank you. Brian, that was fun. Also special Brian. special mention. Yeah, thanks. And uh, when we come back, we're going to go from blind items to even more hot gossip in the form of, oh, Camila Cabello is doing a social media detox, you guys. <sighs> 
This is like a thing that people do, really? and I don't understand what it really is. But we'll talk about it when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Go easy on me because I'm about to go places with Camilla Cabello. I know. Shocking, it sounds to you here on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live. And you know, we are doing everything entertainment on our website, but also our app. So if you missed any of your favorite shows this holiday season, go listen to them. Check out your favorite podcast episodes. I would just like to remind you that Colleen and I have two seasons of a podcast where we go into detail about some of your favorite celebrity gossip and conspiracy theory stories. It's called Deep in the Shallow or Go Deep in the Shallow, and you can find it where all your favorite podcasts are found, including but not limited to our website, Holly Roberts. Thank you. Bradley Trainer. Camilla, uh, I almost said Camilla Detox, but that's what I called this segment. <laughs> Camila Cabello is taking uh, a detox from social media. You know how we know this? How do we know this? Because she told us on social media. No! This is a thing, right? So if I say to you, now I'm actually going to play a game here. Oh, great. I love games. It's not a game, but like I'm going to do an exercise. And Brian, do you mind participating? Oh, absolutely. Because maybe Brian doesn't listen as closely to this show as you and I do because we're here every day. No offense to you, Brian. I know you're, you know, hey, a huge taking. fan oh, of yeah. the Colleen and Bradley show, but you're also paid to say that. Um, <laughs> if I say social media detox to you, what does that sound like to you? Um, you know, just like a hiatus from social media. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Simple exactly way to say it. Yeah. exactly. That's exactly what it is, right? And Holly, we've seen this behavior by celebrities before, where they show up on social media and they go, I am now going to leave you, but I will be back. Why do they do this? There's no correct answer to this question. But if you were to, if you were to put your thinking cap on Holly Roberts, Mm -hmm. why do celebrities indulge in this bizarre behavior of social media detoxing? So that places like E online can write whole stories about them. Yeah. Yeah, Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, We've seen this behavior exhibited by people such as one that comes to top of mind is somebody who has really been doing a lot of flexing on social media in regard to their celebrity. Rebel Wilson does this a lot. Oh, yeah. She does this a lot where she's like, hi, guys, I'm really busy making art and I'm being really serious right now. So I don't have time for your silly social media. I'm going to be taking a break right now. And then she's back like a week later. What I find is so interesting, you're absolutely right to make that illustration in comparison with Rebel Wilson, who's done this thing. And uh, I'll read what Camila Cabello said in a moment. But um, it's just it's weird to me because there is no expectation that you're going to be on social media every day. Meaning, even as a celebrity, I don't think you and I, uh, the audience thinks that Camila Cabello, Rebel Wilson or any celebrity opens up their Instagram and is like, oh, I feel this pressure to post something today. What am I going to post? Like, I think we think they're on social media. Maybe they even have access to their social media accounts, but they probably don't do a lot of their social media stuff directly. Well, that's because they the give, thing. They, they have people to pay or that they pay for this business, right? Right. Somebody as big as a star as Camila Cabello mm-hmm. probably employs a social media management entity yeah. to go through and do this for her. So it's kind of like, well, honey, you're how what percentage 
of Camila Cabello's social media presence is actually Camila Cabello. We can't answer that. And so that. like most things that celebrities do, they're fabricated anyway for the purposes of our consumption. So they're not even doing the things they're pretending to do because they want to seem just like us. But even if we think about like what you and I would do when it comes to a social media detox, which may or may not be an actual thing, I interpret that uh, the way that Brian described it as just uh, a break from social media. I do this all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who doesn't? Like, some days you don't want to pick up your phone. Now, some people are obsessed to a level or connected to a level that they feel like obligated to say something each and every day and to comment on everybody's things each and every day. And that would be an incredible pressure that I think most people's brains would explode as a result of. Yeah, very So most of us, like for a real social media detox experience, we just do it. We just put our phone down. We just don't engage. Like there are times, at, like usually when I get in bed at night, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on social media. I'll probably pull up my game and play my dumb game on my phone. Right? Right. Or, you don't announce it to the world. No, True. because you, you know, actually go ahead and do it. You know, a social media detox. I've taken off social media on my phone. Like I'll delete the app. If I want to take now a that's break next from level. it, yeah. But I'm not like I've deleted. But this you from don't my go phone. exactly. You don't go to social media and go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I would just like to let you know not to look forward to any content coming from me for the next week because I have decided to detox, which also implies an altruistic, uh, self-serving sort of behavior. Like I'm going to detox, meaning like what? Like social media is bad. Right. And like there's just this idea that you need to detox much like there's this idea that you need to detox from anything like, oh, I ate a lot of cookies over the holidays. I must detox. I got a liver. No, it's called like (laughs) you ate too many cookies and now you won't. Yeah. You're going to eat a salad for dinner and you're going to feel better about it. But you don't need to tell the world that you're detoxing. So the the whole the whole reason I brought this is because I just think this is completely manufactured. And the words that she chose to to describe her detox really just say that she's going on a little detox until the new year. So basically, she's going to be off Instagram for a week. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Brian. Cool. Thank wow. you. Wow. Yeah, also, wow. the week that a lot of people are on vacation. So you're taking a break yeah. from your job, you honey. Congratulations. It, honey, nobody would know. Yeah. So stop trying to get, like, you know, points for being all detoxy. No. Very Gwyneth Paltrow of you. <laughs> All right, when we come back from detox, we ain't detoxing nothing. Because when we come back, Holly has a question for you, and it's all about your favorite pet names. What pet names do you got for your pet? Call.